Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here in studio with Jeff Cohen. We're thrilled to be back with you on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. Happy 2018 to everyone. It's time for some playoff football in the NFL. College bowl season's coming to a close with the semifinals the other night. Final set for this coming Monday. Jeff, I know it's cold here in the city, but have you defrosted from your trip to Toronto? No, not not in the least bit. Tell me what you learned about a mustache in very, very cold weather. Uh, about the fact that it turns into icicles? It freezes. Yes. You're not prepared for that? No, I was not prepared for that at all. Although I don't think that any human being can prepare for this kind of cold. As cold as people are here, it, go north of the border <laughs> by, by the lakes and you get that lake effect snow and cold and it is just brutal did you have your phillies elmer fudd hat on i did not have the elmer fudd hat i I wore a ski cap and i wore a lot of layers of clothing and it was still cold i'm disappointed any opportunity for you to wear the elmer fudd uh, hat is is a good day for me that's right (laughs) it's not wabbit season so (laughs) not wabbit season (laughs) all right so we're back this year we're excited to be talking sports uh while you, you were traveling back on new year's day did you get a chance to Watch the the bowl games. And the I, bowl I had the tape a lot of them. We watched it uh, stops and stuff, but uh, I went back and watched a lot of them, and I got to watch the uh, the college football playoffs. But I did not get to watch my beloved Michigan. You hear the Until music? Later. That's the college bowl music. Does that get you excited? It when does you hear? get me excited, but at the same time, it also gets me bummed out because I know the college football is about to end. It is coming to an end, but that Rose Bowl was something special. Both games. I mean, both games were were good. I, I I know that it wasn't as close, but that the Oklahoma game, it was just back and forth. I there was never a doubt in my mind that Oklahoma was going to win until they didn't win. Until they didn't win. Yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield. As much as he he strikes me way too much as Johnny Manziel, um, and I think that he's going to have who's going some, back to the CFL. By the way, yeah. The, I forget it. I don't even. I don't get that. I don't know why anybody will want him. He's not that good a quarterback to begin with. Back so, to Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So you got Baker Mayfield, and and he just seemed like he was unstoppable, especially in the first half and put in the beginning of the second half. And then it got cold, and then he warmed up again, and then in overtime, two overtimes, and they didn't get a touchdown. Oklahoma looked like they were going to run away with it in yeah. the first half, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they they squib kick it, which I didn't understand going into half. And Georgia, rather than taking a shot at the end zone, picks up enough yards to kick a field goal. All of a sudden, they're down two touchdowns heading into halftime, and it's not that bad. They come out. All of a sudden, you got a game. Yeah. Did you happen to hear the game-winning call in double overtime from Georgia? Which one? The homer call? The homer call. Yeah, the homer call was crazy. It it was like one of those, those, those Mexican soccer calls. So here we go with the homer call. It's second down and 12. We go wild dog with Sony. Wild dog. Nauta goes in motion left. Snap it to Michelle. He's running to the left. Angling. 25-20. Got a block from Grump. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Dogs win it. We're headed to Atlanta. They were, they were a little bit excited there. Yeah, it's a little hard to tell that that's a homer call. So yeah, right. he keeps using we. So double overtime. Yeah. Georgia wins it. Going to play basically a home game for the national championship in their backyard. Against their SEC rivals. What a great. Uh, way to see it end uh, in terms of game like that. It's it's funny. My wife will tell you I'm oblivious to everything. Okay, I I notice nothing that goes on. We'll be driving down the street together, and I'll be like, when did they knock that building down? It should be like three years ago. 
like that kind of stuff happens. Yet for the Rose Bowl, I notice every detail from the painting of the field to where the logos are. So I, I enjoy like the the pomp and the majesty of the Rose Bowl. I always have. I used to watch it with my stepdad uh, going back to when Penn State played Oregon in the mid '90s. So I, I just enjoy that game and that atmosphere. And for the second year in a row, you had a classic. Mm-hmm. You just you couldn't beat it. Okay. So some stats. This was the highest scoring Rose Bowl in history. The first ever overtime in Rose Bowl history. Which, by the way, means it was the first ever double overtime. It was. Yeah. See, now that's that's good logic mm-hmm. on you. Way to, way to play that one out uh-huh. there. My brain has not thought out yet. Georgia's 17-point comeback is the largest in Rose Bowl history to win a game. This year's Rose Bowl, according to Darren Ravel, was the fifth most watched cable telecast of all time. The last two Rose Bowls, they put up 203 points. I don't think you're going to see that in the national championship. By game. the way, that that's that's rivaling the college basketball finals. That's a lot of points yeah. right there. Georgia led for just five minutes and ten seconds in the entire well, game. Do you, do you like that kind of game in general? A shootout? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I look. I'll I'll watch a defensive struggle. I don't mind like good football, solid tackling. But I enjoy a shootout. I enjoy when the fans are going absolutely bonkers because they're seeing something that they just didn't realize. It's a track meet on the field. See, I have I have two ways of thinking of this. When when it is a a game where I don't have skin in it, I don't mind that kind of shootout. When it's when it's a team that I have a skin in, it, I want to see good defense as well as good offense. There was no good defense in this game. It was it was atrocious. Well, that's why you had to watch the second game. Yeah, because that's all good defense. But but it but it, it, it the shame of it is is that they're really there. There's a lot of talented defensive players on both of these teams, but for some reason, the defenses just could not stop these offenses. Well, it's interesting and they had a month that. to prepare. It right was away. half by half though, because in the first half, Oklahoma's defense stopped the Georgia offense. They only had 14 points going into the field goal at the end. Right. Then all of a sudden, second half, Georgia's defense steps up. And Oklahoma's offense can't George, get it together. Georgia moved the field, ball down the field, though. I mean, they, they may not have scored a ton of points, but there was a lot of yards on that field. And after a while, it gets, you know, you don't want to see, like, arena football. That's, that's what I what, – what bothered me, though, was the way this game ended, is I, I have never gotten used to this. You don't this. like college football overtime. No, it's it's – it's just, it's so, the way that they do it makes no sense. It's you contrived. St- you start at a place that you could technically make a field goal. So you start, in theory, with points. In, in theory, except right. for Oklahoma didn't. Right. But it's it, it just, you're right, the word is contrived. If you're going to do it that way, then start on your own 30. Make them actually earn going down the field, and the likelihood is is that it they'll the suspense will build up. There's no suspense building up there's there's still excitement to it but there's nothing building up when you start on the 30 or 35 yard line you're, you're already there i mean you're almost in the red zone it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me georgia with the blocked field goal was was something to see though yes. i mean it's you know you you end up with with that type of thing happening but you're right i mean if anything i'd prefer they start at the 45 or 50 so at least they have to get 10 yards to get into field goal range yeah i want more i, I, I want to always I, want more yeah, if you're going to overtime, is anybody is anybody complaining at that point? I mean, in this you're kind in of double game, overtime of a crazy game. I don't think people are complaining much at all. No, but it, it, you it, found it, something to complain about, of course, Mister Happy for 2018. Get off my lawn! But <laughs> no, no, no. 
<laughs> See, that's the wrong clip. If you're going to use it, you need to get off a get off my lawn clip. Oh, I'll get a hey, you kids, get off my lawn. Yeah. But I could use that for like everything you say throughout the show. <laughs> so, you know, I have to choose when to use it. And there's so many opportunities I just, that I'm going to have to use it. Sparingly. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm just never going to be happy with this overtime. I, I figure if, if you get to overtime, nobody's turning off the game because it's too long. So make it suspenseful. Make it have to be earned. Not that you have to... You, not that you get the. They the played part. sixty minutes together. They didn't earn it. They I'm just playing devil's advocate because no. I'm enjoying you getting like no, because it's because it, it's like all right, you get your participation points, and when you get the ball, I think it's funny. You got all calm over New Year's, and then yeah. you come in to talk to me, and like your face is getting red, and you're getting all like into it and animated. I know. I know. When I'm in, I'm in Canada, and you know the people are all chill. I mean, out. your face was red there because it was frozen. <laughs> But here, here it's getting red because you're getting all into it. And I haven't That's even right. brought up Michigan yet, so we'll get there. Oh, yeah. That's when your face is really going to get red. You're lucky I have a plastic bottle in my You'll hand. be throwing yeah. stuff at me across the studio. All right, game two, uh, defensive struggle uh, for Clemson. They could not move the ball at all. They got a freshman quarterback. They went, they went from Deshaun Watson to a freshman quarterback, and as Nick Saban is prone to do, you take away their big. He's like Belichick. I mean, he's he wasn't a he was a Belichick assistant. Give Nick Saban two so, weeks to prepare for anybody. He had four. Yeah, uh, but uh, give him two. Another uh, say, you, you want me to get do another get off your lawn? Go ahead. Complain. How stupid is it that you, that the college football season ends the first week of, of December and you do not play another game for a month? I already told you I want an eighteen playoff going with the bowl games leading up. That would fill that time. So if you have an eight, I'm, I'm, well, the problem is they're. They are college students, people, so they do have finals to no, take. They're not. They're student athletes, okay? Don't argue with the NCAA here on what it is. Well, they're not college students. The NCAA makes very clear that they're not college students. Well, a lot of them stay and want to get their degree. More more than don't. And, and, and most I hope our of listeners them, can sense the sarcasm in my voice as I say they're not college students. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I still believe in, in the, the college student portion of this, and, and I know that a majority of them never go to the NFL. Most so you, of them don't. So let's just get off track for a sec. Do you yeah. have any problem with the fact that the university is going to get a ton of money because of that win and the players are going to get an airplane flight to the next game? They, no, because because I think the scholarship is worth something. I, I, as, as, as somebody who is a parent who in two years is going to have to pay a lot of money to send my kid somewhere to go to school, you know, the average... For going to a major university in the next couple of years for a four-year degree is is over a quarter million dollars, close to three hundred thousand. There's nothing that says those athletes so, couldn't get so, the scholarship. So, so as well. by the way, if you if you think I worry about it, start doing the math for your kid. Oh please, I'm not gonna I'm gonna be eating ramen noodles <laughs> by the time I send my kid to college. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to afford to fill up my tank of gas by the time I send my kid to college. So, so let's say, let's say on. we go to an eight-game playoff. Okay, because that only adds an extra week. Mm -hmm. That doesn't add that you're still having three close to three. I weeks think off. you could give two weeks in between games. Well, I think it makes it makes sense for other reasons. First of all, first of all, if you have you have five, you have the Power Five conferences, so it should be the you know, American Con Athletic Conference would say Power oh, Six. I'm getting there. Hold on, let me get let me get there. So so you have it if you have an eight game playoff, similar to what you have in college basketball, certain conferences get an automatic bid. The Power Five here would get automatic bids. So you take out all this nonsense constantly about, you know, conference champions. You have these games, and they mean virtually nothing anymore. 
You know, remember they made them have these games, some of these conferences. The Big 12 didn't have one and said they had to have one so they could get in this thing. So you have those five and you have two at large bids. And then I think that you should have one from a non power five team. And so that solves the problem of UCF. UCF went undefeated on the season. They destroyed basically Auburn, a team that beat two of the teams that are in the Final Four themselves. I think what's more impressive than that is that in 2015 they were 0 and 12. Yeah, I, I mean you want to talk about a, once you want to talk about a turnaround of a program. Nebraska is getting a very good coach mm-hmm. in Scott Frost, and I think Fro- I honestly believe Frost would have stayed, but for the fact that this is his alma mater. And you can't ever blame anybody for leaving a school to go to their own And he it, stuck around for that final I found game. it. I was just going to say that I found it classy that he stayed for the final game. So I hate it when coaches bail on their team that the, the teams, you know, the players are there. They're mm-hmm. not able to leave. The coach is able to up and leave and get more money. Then all of a sudden you work so hard all season and you've got a coach that you've never had before telling you what to do because your coach decided to go and get a bigger payday. Right. So I thought it was impressive that he stayed and well the question was is ha- I was wondering whether he was going to coach it or not cuz he has been hired by Nebraska. Yes. So if he's been hired by I don't know if he's actually signed his contract, but how do you coach it another school? I don't know, you're the when lawyer. You're hired by it. I don't know. I, I don't know if he if he just didn't well, sign on the just line. Well, request yet. those contracts and do an analysis for next week's show. So so here but here's so here's the interesting part of this whole UCF debacle. If we had Debacle. the if we if we had the old system, which people are now arguing we should have the get, BCS, yeah, that we should get away from the goofy, you know, fourteen people sitting in a room deciding it, and that we should go back to the computer system. Can we just agree nobody's ever going to be happy with the system that's there? That's part of the. Isn't that part of the beauty of it? Isn't that why it's it because it's discussed so much? Controversy creates cash, right? But in this case, they went back and they they used the old computer formulas. And under the computer formulas, you know where UCF would have been? Nine. So they wouldn't have even been they would, in the they, they would not have made it under that. Well, I believe that UCF is holding a parade <laughs> for their undefeated season. That's what I heard. Um, good on them. You know who else is holding a parade? Who? Um, a com- uh, Cleveland? Cleveland. That's right. For their 0-16 team. All right, before we get to the NFL in the next segment, let's do a little more on college football. Jeff, how much would you pay to go see the national championship? N- not what not the numbers you're talking about. <laughs> not I mean, I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask. But when you, when you sent me the clip about the one seat for one hundred fourteen thousand dollars, here's what I would do: I would go buy myself a nice car that I would drive down to Best Buy, and then I'd buy myself a really nice TV, and then I'd go buy myself a nice couch, and I'd drive them all back in my Ford F one fifty to my house, set it up, and watch it there. So John Kincaid, a uh, reporter down in Atlanta, noted that on Chris- before Christmas, seats were $800 a piece. Mm-hmm. Then Monday morning, before the game started, it was $1,700 a piece. Then, after the game ended, StubHub crashed. And when it came back up, Darren Ravel noted that it was the cheapest ticket was $2,480. So the other day, I decided to go on and look, okay, if that's the cheapest ticket, what's the most expensive ticket? Would you pay $114,000 to sit in a suite? I already told you what I would do. Because apparently I went back to check on that ticket and StubHub told me it was sold and the next one available was $112,000 in the seat. See? And that one is now no longer available on StubHub. And my question is, is how do you know that? How did, how did you know that the ticket was no longer available? Because StubHub said it's not available. They gave me what's available. Now, they could totally be lying to me. Was it in your cart? Tell, t- t- 
No, oh, thank God. Are you kidding me? Well, I would have been stuck well, with a $114,000 bill. You, did you click on it, though, so that you were in the last screen before? Yes. You, okay. That's, yes. No, I actually. How awesome would it have been if you walked in here angry today because you accidentally clicked. Only purchase. for you and our listeners. My <laughs> wife would have killed me, and I don't think it would have been too you, awesome you, either. You should not do it on your phone because if you had Apple Pay. Yeah, it would have like automatically gone $114,000. <laughs> like you go to your bank account, you've got like a negative yeah. balance of like hundred grand or something like that. You, you could have seen every Rutgers game for the rest of your life for less than that. So you won't Literally. be you won't be paying one hundred fourteen thousand dollars to see the championship game. No, but you'll be watching next week, right? Yeah, but but the re I think that it's not just the game that the, it's where the game is. If this same game were, were out in Phoenix, oh, without a doubt, yeah, it, it's because Georgia is playing in Georgia and Alabama can just drive up the road and they're natural rivals. It should make for a very fun atmosphere mm-hmm. to to see that game next and week. Who, and so, who you got in that game? <sighs> I, oh, here we go. I want Georgia. I, I just... No. What's your prediction on the game? Georgia, because I'm going with my heart. Okay. I, I, I have fears that Alabama's defense is just going to be Alabama's defense. But um, Georgia's running game was impressive. That one-two punch between Sonny Michelle, which you, you don't get the name. I really don't. Because <laughs> the only thing I can come up with, I've never heard the name Sony before, except on a television set. Oh, well. I've heard lots of interesting names. I've never heard the name. And all I could think of... Is is his parents were sitting on a couch and they sit going through the book going, What should we name our kid? And and the husband maybe got a little annoyed that this was taking too long and he wanted to watch TV and he's looking at the TV and he goes, Let's let's use Sony. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave that one there. Like like what if they had a Vizio? <laughs> then the kid would have had a harder time learning to spell his name. Uh, between him and Nick Chubb, the, their running game is is really effective. Yeah. The the rookie quarterback, uh, the freshman quarterback, is something that would concern me against the Alabama defense and Nick Saban. But he only gets a week to prepare. But but here here's here's where I think Alabama has the advantage besides just Nick Saban in general is the Georgia has a fresh true freshman quarterback in Fromm. And while he looked impressive, very impressive last week, Saban's going to put eight in the box. And Fromm's going a true freshman is going to have to keep his emotions in check and beat them. While Alabama has that defense, they have Bo Scarborough as a running back, and they have Jalen Hurt, who will never be a great throwing quarterback. Who almost took but, out Nick Saban in the game. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Jalen Hurt has been through this twice now. And is as experienced as you're going to get, and it's going to be calm, cool, and collected. And I think the true freshman quarterback versus the the experienced quarterback is going to be the difference in the game. So you're going Alabama? Yeah. All right. Where's the, like, screech to stop that? <laughs> what happened to your Michigan Football team, Jeff. Wait, wait, just let me wipe away the tears. <laughs> I turned on the TV and they were up nineteen three. Here, here's. I turned on the TV again and they were not up nineteen three anymore. The problem is, is that the genius head coach has not, since he's been there, there, been able to put together an offense. So you've turned on Harbaugh. I always worried about this. I, I mean, look, I was excited to get him. I'm ex- still excited that he's there. I think he's done a great job with the program, not just, uh, again, with the student-athlete. I think he genuinely believes in that. Um, his biggest problem, though, is that he, in his entire time, has not put together an offense, which is what his mind is supposed to be. The defense has been solid, real is he solid. he on the hot seat now? 
I if it if it were if I were if I were the athletic director, I would be thinking in my mind next year is the year because of two things. One, the defense was all freshmen and sophomores this year for the most part. The one solid senior is Chase Winovich, who is coming. Who just announced before the the broadcast or the other day that he is not that he is coming back. He's staying. So you, next year you have probably a top three defense nationally with and, no quarterback. Well, here. So here's the other thing. Harbaugh was supposed to be the quarterback whisperer, right? He's the guy that turns you know quarter, Andrew Luck when when he was at Stanford. And then he, he wasn't that he's out. actually Andrew Luck. No, but he but he had Colin Kaepernick who played much better under, under him uh, than anybody uh, else. Yes. And then he had <laughs> he doesn't really get a chance under anybody else in the NFL right. right now. And then he had Jake Rudock, who he brought in from Iowa. But all the kids that he's brought in have not really panned out great. So he's now gone out because of the problems at Mississippi State. And he got the five star quarterback, Shea Patterson, who's transferred. And I think it's because so Harbaugh knows. Well, it's only if he's eligible. They haven't determined if he's eligible yet. All right. If he's not, you have McCaffrey's brother. Well, we'll let you do the eligibility analysis later. Yeah. If he does not survive, he can be added to the coaching carousel. Do you know how much money is owed to eight coaches that were bought out this year? Tell me. $75 million. That's a lot of scratch for guys that aren't working. You're worried about college scholarships? $75 million to eight people? And you're worried about a college scholarship we can't play players? I, 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 my heart is broken though for Rich Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a crazy story. Not so, a fan, but so for those who aren't aware, Rich Rodriguez, coach, former coach now of Arizona, that's not even counted in this. But I guess he would probably be fired for cause because they said that he was involved in sexual harassment. He had been um, accused by somebody, but at the same time, then he admitted to an extramarital affair. Yeah, th- that whole situation is bizarre. It seems happened to me, quickly too. Yeah, and uh, well, Rich Rodriguez is he rubs on people the wrong way. I mean, as as somebody f- from Michigan, he, the second he got there, he was not a guy that anybody wanted to be there. But when he when he when he went to <clears throat> when he went to Arizona, if you remember, he was doing these goofy videos and stuff, and people were like, "What is he doing? He's acting like a child." He did a decent job at Arizona. It's Arizona. I don't think they're ever going to be a powerhouse. But then this whole situation came up where there supposedly was an allegation of sexual harassment. He put out a statement saying that there was about 10 weeks of investigation that showed nothing. So I don't know if he was fired for cause or what the deal is, but in this Me Too era, people are not waiting around to find out. No, it's it's taken action and, and questioned later. Right. With the, and that's just the, the climate that you're in right now. Last thing before we... Had to break. Uh, you see Saquon Barkley's 92-yard run in the Penn State game? He should be the number one pick in the draft. He is, he so, is so good. good. Mm-hmm. He, uh, should the Giants take him? Should they? Yes. Will, will they? they? No. What will they do? Take an offensive lineman. <laughs> That's what they always do. Well, he declared for the draft after the game. Sorry, Penn State Here, fans. Here's what, here's what I would do. If I were the Browns, I would because t- they have the first and I think the fourth pick. Yes. If I were them, I would take... Josh Rosen first, although Josh Rosen said he won't play there, and and, and then I would trade the rest of my draft picks to get Barkley to get Barkley, and I do the Mike Ditka and go home and play golf. <laughs> I mentioned to you the crazy catch in the Notre Dame game, and you said I rolled my eyes, I threw up a little bit in my mouth, and and then I said I hate Notre Dame. <laughs> okay, you can't marvel at like a crazy catch. Uh, I'm I'm a little crazy catched out. 
I think these are all incredible catches, but I think you're jealous. I don't think they make them without the fancy gloves on it. I think you're jealous that you can't do it. You can put those fancy gloves on and you can oh, make those catching. crazy yeah, catches. Right. Yeah. Well, I you, can't you'd be, jump through You'd be six pulling things if air. you tried to make those crazy catches. Right. All right. This is the heart of sports with Jeff Cohen and Jason Springer. Stick with us when we come back. We'll talk a little Eagles and NFL playoffs. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. This is the Heart of Sports on 610 AM. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen. All right, Jeff. Eagles fans, tough week last week. No points. Not a single one. How does that happen? <sighs> I'm struggling. I am... The Cowboys had nothing to gain from that game either. No. And, was... uh, you know, you, How you, do you get not the, accidentally score a You point? get the range of Eagle fan reactions. You have some that are trying to talk themselves into everything's going to be fine. Some that believe that the world is ending and we shouldn't even show up for the playoff game. Some that are calling for Nate Sudfeld <laughs> to, so, to be a quarterback so, so, so instead let, of Nick Foles. So, so let me tell you the uh, the 15-year-old high school perspective on this. Okay. The following quote I heard this week. Hey, Dad, did you hear that Doug Peterson said that he has no problem putting Nate Sudfeld in the game this week? So when I heard that press conference, I knew that all of a sudden the, the headlines were going to be Exactly what you saw. Nick Foles has short leash. Uh-huh. Coach, so apparently the coach clarified afterwards that Nick Foles is his quarterback. Nate Sudfeld was 19 of 23 for like 10 yards. Uh, short of Nick Foles <laughs> having both legs broken, there is no way that Nate Sudfeld will be playing in this game. You are not going to put in a rookie who has played no meaningful minutes in the NFL into a playoff situation. You're just not doing it. I don't care how bad Foles is playing in this game. Not to say he's going to. All right. So you want the bright side? Sure. Nick Foles hadn't thrown an interception in 2018 yet. Okay. <laughs> it's, all right. 
Wow, there's the half. The glass is half full. You know, on our last show, you told me that I needed to be more optimistic. Uh So I made a resolution in the new year to look at the glass half full. Brett's on the other side of the glass, and he's dying to say something right now. The Browns are also defeated so far for 2018. <laughs> so basically, you just took my Nichols analogy and compared it to the Cleveland Browns. Is that where we are now? Deshaun Kaiser has no interceptions in 2018 either. So let's look at it. The Eagles could conceivably win a game on their defense alone and their special teams. Um, Which, by the way, would would that have been what you uttered at the beginning of the season? No, because everybody yeah. thought that the weakness mm-hmm. was the defense. They had concentrated on getting weapons for the offense. The secondary was a problem. Which, which, by the way, can can we also put to bed that Sidney Jones will not be the hero of this week's game? No, but I I thought he played well. Who cares? I do because he, who, who, he he didn't play. It's not like he played a whole game. He's it, not in game shape. It wasn't he about that for me. Des it was Bryant about him getting plays. back on the field. Right, but it was one year to his injury. But since he's he had not, played a game. It was about getting him back on the field and getting him comfortable. With it. I don't actually think he's going to necessarily play. That's but that's my point. In the my playoffs. point is is for the people that get too high or too low. Do not expect him to be the savior this week. I'm not too hard or too low. I'm wherever. just being optimistic mm-hmm. this week. But no, I I was encouraged by him getting on the field, playing. Clearly, he's not ready to play yet in terms of his recovery and everything. You know, he's he's getting there. But to see him on the field, I'll take that for right now. Well, we had a doctor on who said he would never be the same. Right. He he had me Debbie Downer like mm-hmm. all sulking how did we take somebody injured so just like this past year when you decided to waste your time watching summer league games <laughs> this year maybe they'll start they'll start showing OTAs i would probably watch <laughs> i know you would definitely watch see but the issue for me isn't whether i watch it's whether uh, i DVR that's the you know if you if you DVR, <laughs> would, you talk, would you never talk to me again? No, forget that. I I I will be buying you a jacket. I've watched the combine where the before. sleeves don't go in the front. I've watched the combine before where they have the guy jump up and like. Have you taped Have you taped the combine? Yet? No, okay. no, I haven't gone that far. Don't but you, there are certainly don't, people. Don't even do. think about. It. I it could happen. You know, there should be something on your DVR that if so you go to tape something like that, it goes. Uh, no. <laughs> it sort of won't let you. That's right. It just says no, thank you. Yeah, if you can't watch this live, you're not allowed to watch. Doug Peterson said this week that he's going to go back to the 2013 tape for what worked well with Nick Foles under Chip Kelly. Why would you announce that? I don't know. <laughs> why, uh, why would you say that? I heard, I heard him say it before. I didn't believe it. Like, what kind and of even, strategy is that? Even as you said that, it struck me as like, like for the first time, I still had the nauseous reaction of like, why? Like, why would you? What are you, you thinking? I'm not saying, I actually think it's a good idea that he's going to go back and look at when he was successful on tape. Like, don't Should look at. should he have done that by now? One would think. Okay. One would think you would know what your quarterback likes to do. I mean, did Doug Peterson literally go into the second that Carson Wentz was injured and just say, okay, I'm just going to plug you in and you have the same skill set? You can't. Well, we talked about this on last week's show, and if Nick Foles would have stayed in this game, he probably would have thrown more than 38 times again. Mm -hmm. And Doug has not adjusted his offense at all. He hasn't gone to a more ground-focused offense. He hasn't. Well, changed his passes that he's running. Even though what, your what receivers did, did, couldn't get separation to save their life, they were wearing the guy covering them like a jacket. Well, what did G-Cop tell us? He, he, he said, Doug is Doug. He's he's not going to change. So uh, I think this is what we're going to get. It goes to show you what a quarterback can cover, what they can mask for. 
You know, the ability, I mean, if you look at it, I think the Eagles were 3 for 25 or 3 for 26 on third down conversions mm-hmm. in the Dallas game. I mean, it, it, that was their strength all year, red zone and and third down conversion. They didn't make it into the red zone against so, Dallas. So who, who do you want the Eagles to play if Atlanta. you had your choice? I don't want them to play anybody but Atlanta. <laughs> we don't want them to play anybody? I, I have concerns. I, I think that Foles can play well. I mm-hmm. don't like I won't be surprised either way. I wouldn't be surprised if he came out and laid an egg and and did what he did in the Raiders game. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he did what he did in the Giants game and put up four touchdowns. Nothing would surprise me. But you're gonna know early because if he's backpedaling mm-hmm. and patting the ball, it's gonna be a long day. It's a four thirty five start on yep. Saturday, January thirteenth. You know, people have talked about playing in cold weather. Right now, the forecast is for just under 40 degrees. That kind of negates some of those it's, it, cold weather it's advantages. It's more than a week away. But, I'm not worrying about what the forecast well, is. That you're not, could change. You're not talking two to five degrees. We weren't expecting the bomb cyclone thing that we're about to have either. You wanted to be a weatherman, didn't you? No. You did. <laughs> no. You like it. You're like into the no. weather. No. What I'm baffled about, and this is a completely not sports related, <laughs> non sequitur, right? It here. Is why do weather people feel the need to just make up terms to scare us? Like, have you ever heard because the term you bomb cyclone if before? If you can't define it, then they can't be wrong. Bomb cyclone? Okay. I mean, so I'm going go to go scare people. Clickbait. Yeah. It, look, if you're reading an article that says it's going to snow outside, you're like, eh, it's an article about snow. Mm-hmm. But if you see an article that says there's going to be a bomb cyclone, you're going to click on that. No, I laugh at it, actually. After <laughs> clicking on it, because I, you want to know what the bomb cyclone I, is. The fact that I don't know what it is tells you I didn't click on it's it. It's a bad storm, Okay. apparently. I assume that. So eight of this year's 12 NFL playoff teams missed the postseason last year. That ties 2003 for the most turnover in the current 12-team for- format. It's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. They got it. Eight teams that made the playoffs in 2016 didn't get back. Who's the most surprising of these teams that did not make the playoffs? And then we'll go to most surprising that did. Miami, Houston, Oakland, Dallas, the Giants, Detroit, Green Bay, and Seattle. Uh, For me, it's between Houston and and, uh, Oakland, soon to be Vegas. I mean... (laughs) Because, let's face it, the Raiders... Oakland, for me, is, is the one. How many times did we hear the Raiders are going to win a Super Bowl for L- for Oakland as they're leaving town? Apparently, John Gruden may be their new head coach and may get part ownership, which I think is a dangerous precedent to I think set, by the way. I think it's just flat-out stupid. So, you, you are going to give him an ownership interest. You better put some clauses in there, because what if, if he's an owner, how do you fire... That, a partial so owner. that's my question. Like, does he get a vote on firing himself? No, he'll be. A, he'll be. A, I'm sure that'll be in there that he doesn't. Have, but how awkward is that? So awkward. Let, let's say he has a not not has a, a situation where he progressively moves up. You know, you've had situations where coaches become general managers or presidents of the team. If it's that progression, I could see. And that, to me, I can only imagine that what they're planning if they're actually doing this. Because it hasn't been confirmed yet, but if they're doing this, that maybe what they're planning is is for his move up, that he's a coach, groom somebody, and move up. Because anything else makes no sense. Because once you open this Pandora's box, then isn't every big time coach going to want ownership interest? That it, and it's the precedent. And where that does that set. end? It ends with the coach who's completely unqualified getting an ownership stake in the team. Yeah. Because they're the hot name that year. 
And then, then you know what happens? Because that means now you're diluting the owner's, owner's interest and the owner's profits, which means it's then coming out of the players in the next collective bargaining agreement. Who surprises you the most of the new teams? For me, it's the Rams. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. I mean, the Rams no, or the Jaguars? No, Jaguars a little bit just because they have Blake Bortles, but they had that great defense. Nobody expected this Rams team to do what they did. In one year, to have this kind of turnaround is absolutely amazing, and to have it with a guy who was already labeled a bust. I mean, Jared Goff was, last year, was a train wreck. And it just goes to show you that Jeff Fisher cannot develop a quarterback. Because how many how many quarterbacks did Jeff Fisher coach? Three of the, three of the Rams quarterbacks from last year will be starting playoff games yeah, this year. Yeah, that's amazing. Case Keenum, mm-hmm. Jared Goff, and Nick Foles. And, and, and I'm not telling you that Case Keenum or Nick Foles is a superstar, but Case Keenum looks like more than a serviceable quarterback right now. He's played well this season. Yeah. You know who's uh, coming back? Who? Sam Bradford. Which means what? I is don't know. It, is he is he going to be active? I don't know. Because Terry Teddy Bridgewater's healthy and he's a backup. I just saw that Sam Bradford was coming back. I'm okay. just happy Sammy well, Sleeves is doing okay. S- Sam could slip and fall on <laughs> the on the chalk line. He's and, made a lot of money. He yeah. can pay for it. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of uh, always surviving, does Marvin Lewis have pictures of somebody? This is odd. So last week we heard Marvin Lewis said he had other opportunities and was moving on, right? That it was Marvin Lewis who was saying this. It wasn't it wasn't like big rumor time. And then all of a sudden this week they announced that he's been extended for 2 years. Did did the Bengals ownership just say, "You know what? Eh, forget it. We don't feel like going out and searching for someone." Is that win by Andy Dalton against Baltimore? That yeah, that, sealed I mean, it. I mean, it, it makes Marvin Lewis has coached I think for 15 years and never Made the playoffs. N- no, they the play- never won a playoff. They game. made it. They've never won a playoff game. How could that be? Could you imagine going seventeen years with a coach potentially without winning a playoff game? I, I, I just can't. I can't believe that this is the best they can do. I mean, I kind of feel bad for Ohio. Although right I now. did, did you? You hear- got the Bungles <laughs> who keep bringing back Marvin Lewis and the Owen sixteen. Browns. It, that was the baffling part of this. The rumor was is that they were going to try to get Hugh Jackson back. So they're going to go from Marvin Lewis to a guy who's won one game in two years. Well, that's he's, the curse of Carson Wentz. One and 31. Since passing on Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Well, they passed on a bunch of guys. They passed on Deshaun Watson. I would take him too. All right. Let's look to the playoff matchups this week. Mm-hmm. Some exciting football that we have going on. Titans playing at the Chiefs. Uh, does Brett get a pick here? Brett, I mean, we know what you're going to pick. You're going to pick the Chiefs. Brett, Brett's bu- busy doing his uh, words, no, word scramble right no, now. No, don't pick your pool off of what we say. We were asking who you're going to pick. Did, oh, wait, wait a second. second. You don't know your picks. You have to get wait, your shit wait, to did look you, at it. Did you literally run across the room and grab a piece of paper? Uh, it's a small room, so I wouldn't say raw. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, so since there's four games this week and he can't remember which ones you picked, who do I you have? Chiefs. Yeah, that's Rams, shocking. shocking. Jaguars, Panthers. Jaguars? Jaguars. Yeah. All right, so Brett's picking the Chiefs. There's nothing surprising there. You're going with the Titans. I am going with the Titans. Why? Because the, the Chiefs have, have crumbled like a bad souffle. No, they picked up ever since Oh, December. come on. 
Uh, ever since December, what, in January? Brett, do you have tissues to wipe your tears on the other side of the glass yeah, I there? Do. <laughs> I mean, it, by the way, whoever wins this game is just prolonging their misery. There is no of, of all the teams in the playoffs, the Titans and Chiefs have no chance to go to the Super They're Bowl. going to New England. Right. It's going to go to New England. They're going to win another Super Bowl. So no, wait. they're not. You think, I don't New, think, they you are. think New England's winning the Super Bowl? I don't. I do. I. Be boring. Oh, he it. thinks it. Yeah, I don't think. Who do you think? Who do I think is going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, probably the Steelers. The Steelers or the Saints? The Steelers. Boring. Yeah. Assuming that Antonio Brown's healthy. No, I think even without him, I think they can get to the Super Bowl. Do you? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Falcons at the Rams. Apparently, this is Al Michaels' first time ever calling a game in the California. <laughs> I have no idea. He's why? Called. Why do you know that? Again. <laughs> Ask my wife. I'm oblivious to everything, but I know right. ridiculous. But you know where facts. Al Michaels is going to be in a given I week? I heard something on TV, and I might have remembered it and said it. What do you want, Jeff? <laughs> what do you want from me? So be happy Sigh. for Al Michaels that yeah. he gets to call a game in California. Uh-huh. Um, you think the Rams are going to take this? Yes. I. The Falcons want... haven't looked great. <sighs> That's why I want the Eagles to play the Falcons. I think they're <laughs> the most flawed team. I agree. In the playoffs. So here's my question. I, actually, I'd what's like to the, can we cut flaw? out can we just cut out the audio of Brett saying I agree to use his future drops on shows? It'll just be I agree. And mm. then we'll say things. Jeff will say something and I'll be like, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Brett. Cut that out. We'll do. I'll do that just for you guys. But, uh, <laughs> it's Eagles face the Rams. They lost to the Rams. It's something you guys don't want to get into again. Well, we can't play the Rams until the champion the NFC championship. Uh, they wouldn't play the the Rams in uh, at home on the thirteenth, regardless. So, but but go back to the Falcons. What's their flaw? Because th- that's that's the enigma of this. They have a very good passing game. I think their biggest they have flaw, very good running. Game. I think their biggest flaw is their offensive coordinator. I don't think they're the same offense. I agree with as you. they were last year. I, I and, you know people. I, I think in in cold weather. With an offense that's unsure of what they are, you know they have really good running back, really good weapons, but they don't seem to have an identity on offense that they had in the past. With under this offense, it's Kyle Shanahan. That yeah. exactly. And, and by the way, look what Kyle Shanahan does with quarterbacks. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't lost a game before. So before that, he made Matt Ryan as good as he did, and before that, he had Kirk Cousins. And for me, that's what it is because I don't think that Dan Quinn has the same relationship with his offensive coordinator. I don't think the game's called the same this year as it was last year. I just they may have the same talent. Their defense may be a year older in terms of their young players that fly around. You know who's benefiting, by the way, most from from the Kyle Shanahan issue? Yeah. John Filippo, the, Eagle, the Eagles quarterback coach. He's the coach that I'm worried about losing. Well, I think that's what's happening is people see how, how important it is to have a guy who can groom a quarterback, and he's I, the I asked quarterback's you, I asked you if you'd be okay with Jim Schwartz as your quarterback for the Giants. and No, head coach. He, or head coach, and, and you said you want nothing to do with him. Nope. Um, He's a very I, good defensive coach. Some guys are coordinators. Some guys are head coaches. I'm not worried about losing Schwartz. I'm not worried about losing Frank Reich. I am concerned about John Filippo and Joe Douglas, uh, my front office guy working with Howie and uh, my quarterback guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I would rather see Filippo become the offensive coordinator to keep him here if he doesn't get an off- uh, a coaching position. But I have concerns about losing him. I think you're going to. I, I think so, too. There's a lot of openings in mm-hmm. the NFL. Bills at the Jaguars. The Bills. Did you see the video of the Bills sneaking into the playoffs? <laughs> Their locker room went crazy. Uh, I, when I, I was in Buffalo 
Where this are you? Last week, I went, made it to the Anchor Bar, the home of the Buffalo. I wing. saw you eating wings. Yes, and they were very good. Um, it's everything that people say it is. You but, appreciate it, but the people in Buffalo. When, when it's that cold, you just have to root for them for something to happen so they get happy and warm. <laughs> so they made the playoffs after the Ravens lost shockingly. Night. Did you realize that? I didn't. I don't think maybe it's, season. maybe it's because of my age and I, you know, I grew up watching. You remember the four Super Bowls. Yeah. And so you don't realize it's been 17 years That's since they made the playoffs. crazy. It's been that long since they. Now, do you know what the longest team not to make the playoffs in any sport is now? Because it was the Bills. I do, and I forget, but I saw it. Uh, Seattle. Seattle Yeah, yeah. I I did see that. Um, Did you see the Bills fans who were donating $17 for the 17 years in the playoffs (laughs) to Andy Dalton's charity and raised Uh like over 100 grand? I mean, those are the good, like, those are the things that you like in sports. You turn the. It brings communities together in fun ways. And then uh, I believe believe that Buffalo said that they were going to send Cincinnati wings. They wrote a thank you note. And said that they'll be sending wings. No, seriously, is what they put in the note. So uh, apparently Cincinnati will eat well off the win. Final yeah, well, it's going to be short-lived. Final pick. So um, we're both picking the Jaguars yes. in that game. On defense alone. The as long odd- as Bla- Blake Bortles can only lose this I can't game. believe we're picking Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. Um, the odd thing is Tyrod Taylor will be a quarterback. Probably his last game in Buffalo, a quarterback. They haven't wanted him all season. They just don't appreciate him. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. They they see no. They don't see the value in him. I wonder where he ends up next year. Uh, last, I, I I bet you Nate Peterman is not the starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. Though. Unlikely. <laughs> uh, last game of the week, Panthers at the Saints. That's an easy one. Yeah, we're both picking the Saints yeah. there. Uh, the Panthers would be the second team that I'd probably rather see. I do not want to see New Orleans. I believe Drew their Brees. offense is so good, and for the first time in a long time, the Saints have an equal defense. Kamara scares me. Yeah, he's so. Well, good. it's not just him; it's Ingram. I know it's but, the, it, but it, that whole backfield. I mean, he returned the the kick for a touchdown. He's just all over the place. And he was not a first round pick, by the way. He was not. It goes yeah. to show you how important talent evaluation is mm-hmm. in the NFL. And and to give the Eagles credit, Corey Clement was not drafted. And he's turned out to be one of the better. And he's had a role. Look, let's hope that the Eagles will talk more about that next week. We, mm-hmm. we have some time before the game, but let's hope that the Eagles use those running backs uh, coming up. Uh, this is the hardest sports stick with us. When we come back, we got some NBA and a little bit more. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey. Those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon residential landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. 
You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. Welcome back to the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here in studio with Jeff Cohen. Jeff, did you take some time during the holiday out to watch the Philadelphia 76ers? I did. Your thoughts? Uh, I'm just... <laughs> that sigh. I know. That's like, it, I don't, that I, sigh I, is a reaction of I, Sixers fans around the Delaware Valley uh, right now. And, and the reason is, is it is hard to get excited about them. There's so much good in this group of players and so much potential but they but. just can't stay on the court. And we talk we talk about this almost every week that Joel Embiid is one of the most exciting players to watch in the NBA already. And every single time he falls down or stumbles, you think the season's over. What happened to glass half full, Jeff? <sighs> every I, time we bring so we can talk Eagles. Yeah. And you can talk me into being optimistic it's the injury and feeling thing. good. And then the second I bring up the Sixers, all of a sudden you're just like depressed guy over here. Because because it's the injuries. It's the constant. What injuries? Markel Fultz is coming back. He might not redshirt a whole season. I'm just <laughs> Markel Fultz has not played his first half of or, his NBA as, season without an injury uh, that you can see. Or as your buddy Adam Schefter calls him, Markel Futz. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> he did it once on an interview uh, uh, with uh, Anthony Gargano. Well, he's he's now doing. I, I think he's going to do some sideline reporting in, for the NBA now. Good. Yeah, I heard he wanted to over. do more work. Look, I yeah. I enjoy his work. I mean, he's got to chase. Uh, well, if you want to if you want to stay with ESPN, you need more jobs. The, the Woj bomb. Yeah, he's he's going to chase after him. But I, how how do you get excited when every single time is there has there ever been a team in your lifetime? That when you watch it, every single play you go, oh, is he injured? Because I spend well, that's my life as a Philadelphia. Fan. No, see, I, I've <laughs> never, I've never been like that. And with this team, rightly so, because every one of them is injured or will be injured or has been injured for a long time. Is is this is what you do? You worry every single time. And with Embiid, he reminds you every time he's out there that he's one play away from being out for a while because he lays down on the side of the court when he's not in the game. They, he's getting a back rub half the time <laughs> when he's not in the game. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> your, your facial reactions as you talk about this, I wish that people could see it. You just, you're so calm about other things, and then we start to talk Sixers. It's fr- it is so frustrating because it's it's there. And and once again, I'm watching a bunch of rookies excel, and I'm watching Mark Fel- Markel Fultz going, "What sport jacket's he wearing today?" And and then I'm supposed to get excited that they show him uh, this week in in a practice shooting jumpers, and I get you know these Sixers beat writers are all sitting there going, "It's still a work in progress." I heard that Mahmoud Abdul Raouf was there helping with shots this week. Okay. Wh- when do we draft somebody who actually knows how to play basketball before they get there and can get on the court their first year? Because Ben Simmons, as much as I love him and love his athleticism and his brain, because I think he's a really smart basketball player, he does not know how to play basketball. He can't shoot or doesn't want to shoot or is afraid to shoot. You are in a place where you're 
you've been critical for recent weeks about the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Are are you a person who trusted the process and now doesn't and questions it? Were you always skeptical? Is I was this- I was always skeptical of the process, but as it went on and you saw the pieces, you you were you you had to say to yourself, you have two choices. You can either trust it and think that this is going to work, or you're going to be back in the same middle-of-the-road place that you are, always were. And that's the worst place to be in the NBA is this constant middle-of-the-road part. And by the way, as we talk negatively, they won yeah. three of their last four in 2017. They beat right. the Suns the other night. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're not winning games at times. Again, I didn't have the expectations that others did going into the season. I looked at them as a young team. That you didn't think they the, could make the playoffs this year? I thought they could, but a product of the East being weak, not a product of them being good. Did you? Did, I remember Jason Springer taping summer league games, but and, th- and and talking about how excited Mark Markel Fultz, and then all of a sudden Markel Fultz fell funny, and the Sixers said, "Oh, he's not playing the rest of the summer." And then we got to the regular season, and Markel Fultz isn't playing because he's got a shoulder imbalance. He's on the Philadelphia what 76ers redshirt plan. What what is what is his injury? I think it's actually more mental than it is physical right now. Well, that that terrifies me. Uh, look, I think anybody who doesn't acknowledge that sports is as much mental as it is physical at times, mm. it doesn't acknowledge reality. And people who react and say. They have some type of mental block. It scares me. They're weak. Mm-hmm. I, I have questions about that argument. It's a block. I mean, you you look at Brooks this year. Brandon Brooks coming back. He battled anxiety last year. He's a pro bowler now. Right. And so I think that, you know, if, if somebody breaks a leg, you're like, oh, he's out with a broken leg. That's mm-hmm. okay. He'll recover. He'll get better. But if somebody's anxious, it's, oh, that concerns me. Like it seems like yeah, people but do are we more, know, do we it, know if that's the the issue or are we all just speculating because we we it, don't well get there any is a lot of speculation because the Sixers don't give out information right but I have a problem with the fact that people seem more accepting of the fact that Markel Fultz has a shoulder injury that he'd recover from than anxiety to me because you can't see the injury because there isn't tape on it it doesn't mean it's not an injury but we couldn't see the injury that was on his shoulder it was an imbalance well, you could see it with it a shot though you it wasn't knew, torn you knew that there was something wrong by the way that he shot now that could have been as much in his head as it was was physically here, here as somebody who watches a lot of college basketball what concerns me about the people the sixers are drafting is that while we while they may all fit as pieces all it takes is one piece not to be in there to make the whole thing fall apart. But they didn't all fit as pieces. Yeah, they do. I, no, they I think didn't. they do. Okafor is gone. No, no, no. Other players they drafted are no. gone, so they didn't fit as pieces. No, but they it, but have if, now may fit. Yeah, but but the, but the second one of them is not on the court, the whole thing falls apart. Well, that that's what scares me is that the, that the players that they have are too one dimensional. Ben Simmons is becoming too one-dimensional by not shooting, which is probably the reason that LSU didn't play well when he was there. Markel Fultz appears to be one-dimensional. We don't know, but... Yeah, but that's the dimension that we need. I mean, we, I'm, we need somebody who can shoot the ball and knock down a shot. So when Simmons drives the lane to kick it out, the defense actually believes that somebody is going to knock down a bucket. Okay. Yeah, but so the but the problem is is, is the puzzle falls apart with with a single piece. 
not there aren't many good teams that that falls apart. If you take so you one, to think you could take Kelfels, two people out of the Golden State lineup and you'd still be fine. You take and beat out of the lineup, everything falls apart. If you take Sarge out, comes it falls back apart and can shoot the ball. You think this team is fine? No. Well, it depends on whether if Embiid's not playing, you can forget it. The whole thing doesn't well, work. But that's I mean that's going to be the way anyway. Like that's he is that but much that of a doesn't dominant hap- force. But that doesn't happen on every team. But that's how this team is constructed. I, I, I still can't figure out the Rockets at all because as far as I can tell, they have two really good players, and that's it. Well, and one of them hasn't played for most of the season, and they still have the best record, and now both of them are out. They are. And and they'll still win games. Why is it that when one sixer goes out, the team can't win? They, they, they have that little depth and that little ability. I mean, sports, especially basketball now, is 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 being able to do more things than you used to be. The centers have to be able to shoot three-pointers, those kind of things. And and it seems like while See, the I prefer six, my centers not shoot three-pointers. I prefer I have shooters. Yeah, Embiid falls in love with his three-pointer, too, when he makes one. Yeah, and, and look, it's fun to have the big man shoot a three mm-hmm. and the crowd goes wild. I would rather him be picking up fouls on people underneath, fouling out some players, and just dominating and opposing yeah. as well. But. This it doesn't. What bothers me most is this just doesn't make sense. They can be in there. They have two superior defenders. Simmons has turned out to be a superior perimeter defender, and Embiid is is if not the best, one of the biggest forces in the middle in the entire NBA. And when those two are in there, nobody should score. And quite frankly, they need to get down the court, and there need to be more breakouts. And, seen, and they don't. Have you seen your boy Rashawn Holmes? He played in the last game a few minutes, and I, I'm he put out an APB. No, it's about time, isn't it? <laughs> but but he played. I, I I just want somebody to explain it. And, and Brett Brown was a good communicator. This year, he seems to be. How much is it? We only have three minutes left, and I want to yeah. talk real fast about the Winter Classic. But does the coach survive this? I mean, they've had leads in a lot of these games, and blown huge double digit leads uh, again. That's momentum not, swings. I don't think Who's that's that on, on coaching him. or players. It's on the players. It's on. It's on their one-dimensional. If 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 Ben Simmons could shoot a 15-foot jumper, I'm not asking him to shoot from way outside the three-point arc. If he had a 15-foot jumper, he'd be incredible, and it would change the game immensely. They choose not to do. They. I can't imagine he can't develop it. You right, cannot tell me that he can't develop. We got a our last minute. Jumper. Did you watch the Winter Classic? Because I, I love outdoor hockey. I'd, I've been to. I was to the one that the that the Flyers had. It, it is an incredible event. It was at City Field this year. The yeah. Rangers played Buffalo. I had no interest in the game, but I love the sight lines of an outdoor hockey. I, I just enjoy everything about it. Next year, it's in South Bend at Notre Dame. Where? Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I, I still am on record. I would like to see a game at MetLife Stadium, Flyers-Devils. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but we'll, see. well, why not? Why not at the link? Well, I would like to see that, but I, I mean, the game was in Philly already, so I don't know if they'd give another game back to Philly before they put it someplace else for another team to be the home team. Well, what about the Rangers? Were they the home team this week? Uh, the Rangers were, but the Devils. Oh, so it was. I would play the, the Devils. The problem is the Devils don't have any fans. <laughs> That's going to be the last <laughs> word this week on the Heart of Sports. Thanks for joining us this week on the Heart of Sports. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.